Anyway. Whatever. I guess we should talk about we the should start stuff. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, hello and welcome to the Watcher's Guide to the Marvel Universe, the show that's just about licensed toy comics now. Yep. I'm Max. And I'm JR. How's it How's going? It? It's uh, going. Yeah. Now I'm distracted by looking at IMDb. I'm going to close that. Um, yeah, it's fine. Just uh, just cruising through the week. Yeah. I think I got heat stroke on, uh, or heat exhaustion, probably. Whichever one's less. On, it would be heat exhaustion, I believe. Yeah. On uh, Thursday and whatever, Tuesday. Yeah, because I was like, this looks like it's going to be the coolest day this week. I am definitely going to go mow the lawn. And then I Mm. went and mowed the lawn. And then uh, the next morning and was like, that sucked, but I'm fine. And then the next morning I went and sat in the car for an hour in a parking lot waiting on jocelyn had an appointment to do a thing and i was just like okay and by the time i got back i was like i feel a little nauseous so better now don't do what i do yeah um but yeah and yourself it's been a fucking week uh we pulled moira out of school again because yeah like things have been going very badly uh for those of you that don't know max and i both live in missouri and uh if you've not been following the news things in missouri are not great and uh it's mostly in southeast missouri where the biggest problem is um but can't KC isn't doing that hot either. I haven't broken down the county map lately, but even even Kansas City, Missouri's Kansas City, Kansas's vaccination rates are better than ours. Yeah. And yeah, if you're not from here, that's I'm being a dick. I am being a dick. But right. yeah. But yeah, and then like we've gotten notices from the school of like well there was an exposure of covid this week and we've you know (laughs) 17 people may have been exposed we've reached out to those individuals privately but we're going for full transparency here and now they're instituting a masking mandate again and it's just yeah so so yeah, I'm going to be back to playing teacher and that is like I love my daughter. I I want her to succeed and I I enjoy our time together, but I'm not a teacher. I'm yeah. not. Yeah. I I try Those my are... best, but I'm not. Well, and also I have to imagine the psychology is different from her end as well. Where it's like, you're just my dad, and you're an idiot most of the time. And it's fun, but uh, how am I... You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I I, I think it, the perspective has to be different. Yeah. Anyway, well, 
she is she's different around us than she is around her teachers um you know her teacher tells her to do something she does it generally whereas when we tell her to do something we get attitude so yeah yeah but whatever fuck it you know this is this is life now um everyone if you are listening and you can because apparently we have a bunch of other like canadian and um possibly european listeners if you can get vaccinated please yeah if you're if you're able to get vaccinated do it um there are a lot of reasons for vaccine hesitancy if you think i will say if you think it is uh a an exercise in government control or they're trying to slip a microchip into you you're an asshole go get vaccinated like (laughs) just shut the fuck up and do what's right um also as we discussed uh when we when you and i first had our first runs is uh this is like the most interesting and safe version of vaccine that has ever existed to known to man um it's incredible uh that they basically built a genetic virus interface and can program that program the vaccine with that interface to almost any virus yeah uh that's incredible yep so other than that um and missouri sucks uh i'm still wearing my mask to everywhere oh yeah and and uh when i go to the liquor store and i'm wearing my mask and people are just like look at that guy and i'm like i don't know you stay away from me what is the what is the bobby hill quote this is my purse and i don't know you <laughs> this is my purse it. i don't know you <laughs> yeah uh stay away from me you're weird just well <laughs> Get, give me my booze and let me leave even once i got vaccinated it was one of those things of you know let's say you're an immunocompromised person right let's say you are unable to get vaccinated and you are out at the store how do you tell the difference between someone who is vaccinated and someone who is an asshole you can't so i continued to wear my mask just as a don't worry you're okay to the people around me (coughs) basic like human decency but whatever anyway all right johansson is suing disney yeah so yeah you said you don't know how to feel i okay so (laughs) i get a lot of my takeage from the twitter which is in it which is a compromised position to start from um and so on the one hand i'm hearing like so okay what happened as far as i can tell was uh she made her part of her contract entitled her to points on the back end which is percentages of box office take Mm -hmm. makes sense a lot of lot of the if you can pull points on the back end you definitely fucking do it um and 
they... Especially but, for a Marvel movie. Yeah. And so they... But part of that was... We're being told that it was going to be a theater release exclusively. Mm-hmm. Then, and for the longest time, it seemed like that's what they were going to do until... Um, Mulan, and then we started hearing whispers of them doing it on Disney Plus, and uh, then they did. They finally announced it on Disney Plus, what, three, four months before it released? I don't know. Doesn't matter. Um, So they released it on Disney Plus 2, which ate in, she is alleging, ate into the back, or her lawyers are alleging, ate into the back end of how you know the theater release points um therefore disney owes her more money um the thing that i think disney's position is that disney's position is dark as fuck in that her alleging that they did this is that is a uh you know a slap in the face to everyone who's suffering with covid and it's like jesus christ yeah yeah um so and i thought that was that was a dickish release um and they her lawyers are also alleging that they didn't that once the disney plus release the premiere release was uh announced the lawyers went back to disney and were like hey a you kind of said you wouldn't do this b let's renegotiate since you are um like we understand why you're doing this let's renegotiate the contract it's fine and disney never got back to them Mm -hmm. at all um Mm -hmm. and hence the suit so I don't know. I guess I guess I don't know how to feel about this because, I, I, like I say, I get all my takes from Twitter, and the the going notion is "fuck Disney, get your money," but it's probably not going to work. Well, whether or not it will work, so here here's the thing. I think there is merit to the suit. The reason I think this is that number one. Um, the thing you have to understand is that the ethics of attorneys are not like the ethics of the everyday person. Uh, but there are still ethics there. Um, and legal dramas would have you believe that high powered attorneys have none. Um, but the truth the truth of the matter is that you don't generally get to be and stay a high-powered attorney if you fuck over your clients. That's mm-hmm. not how you get return business. That's yeah. not how you build and maintain a client base. And mm-hmm. so if Scarlett Johansson came into the type of attorney you would need to sue Disney... Um, they're not going to say, yeah, we'll do this because billable hours. They're going to tell her, 
you don't have a case. Yeah. If she doesn't have a case, they're not going to waste their time on this because the short term billable hours do not justify the loss of trust of their clients. Right. If your clients know you're out to fuck them, they don't stay your clients. Um, but from a, in a larger sense, <coughs> I think the the thing about it is, you know, Scarlett Johansson. She has to she has to have something here to pursue this. Mm -hmm. She has to Disney. Disney is in a position where they're putting out what 20, 25 percent of all movies yeah. <laughs> hitting theaters right now. You don't burn that bridge. Yeah. Over nothing. You yeah. don't, you don't say, you don't bite the hand that feeds you for shits and grins. Right. Um, and so what this says to me is that because, because, and bear in mind, this is not just about, this is not just about, um, the money to be made from Black Widow. This is about the amount of money that Scarlett Johansson will command going forward. Mm -hmm. The paycheck, the largest paycheck you have gotten is the point you negotiate from for new jobs. Mm -hmm. However much she was due to get from this movie due to projections was how much she was going to be able to negotiate for in every role going forward and so it is not just the money that she stands to lose from this it's the money she stands to lose from every job hereafter mm -hmm. uh if she just allows this to blithely go by roll off her back yeah um you know the the simple fact is i don't think It going to Disney Plus was not out of nowhere. No. So, I absolutely believe they went back to Disney to try to renegotiate. Um, so, it stands to reason that if there was a breakdown in that regard, it was on Disney's end. It behooves Scarlett Johansson to negotiate. It behooves Disney... To not. Yeah. So, you know, whether or not it'll work, I, you know, our, our legal system is such that, uh, it's hard to say. I will say all she has to do is point to all of the other people that Warner Brothers has done this same thing with. Mm-hmm. And that's going to bolster her case significantly. Mm -hmm. um, so, I don't know. I uh, sorry, I don't think. I, sorry, I got <laughs> I got a giggle again because I just remembered Warner Brothers, a subsidiary of Discovery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, just <laughs> whatever. Um, 
But the uh, the upshot of all of that is, like I said, I, you know, I don't think it's as simple as fuck Disney, get your money. Um, but I do. But I do think this is an important. This is an important uh, case uh, as it pertains to, um, you know, Disney is becoming increasingly monopolistic and it you if you can get precedent wherein they still have to stand by the agreements that they make with artists you gotta or else they will fuck over everybody mm-hmm. um you know see if they don't they will disney is a business and businesses will do whatever they think they can legally get away with and yeah. the simple fact is if if they are allowed to they will sorry go ahead this it smells of an accountant or lawyer in the back or probably a combination of the two in the back after they you know they're sitting on this movie for 12 months and getting pretty antsy that they haven't released it yet because again they're a business and their business is content and if you don't have content or at least have hype for content you don't have well the studio side disney as a corporation has way bigger concerns but the anyway they uh if you don't have content or at least hype for content you don't have you know a motivating factor to for people to go see your shit Mm -hmm. um and so they've been sitting on this thing for 12 months and one of them's like well we can just if we push it to uh disney plus then we can save some money because not as many people will go to the theaters and we won't have to pay any of the back end um, or we won't have to pay as much out of the back end. And the accountant's like, yep, that's true. And the lawyer's like, is that that is what the contract says that we only pay her the back end, the theater points. And if they got assurances at some point, I would I would like it'll be interesting to find out what kind of assurances they allege they received from Disney about a theater exclusive release because if that's in the original contract then this is done right but mm-hmm. if it's if it's not and it was just a verbal thing uh, well my understanding is it's not verbal. They do have it in writing, even if it's not part of the original contract. They have okay. a memo stating that they are still aiming for a theatrical release. If anything changes, we will renegotiate the deal. <coughs> the thing is, it sounds like this ought to be pretty easy to me, right? Like, it right. sounds very... This is. It, it, this should fall her way, but Disney has a lot of money, so. Well, and uh, and really, I think that's the the biggest roadblock is that, you know, <clears throat> it doesn't matter how good a case you have, 
if they can afford a better legal team, if they can afford to throw money at the problem until it goes their way, then, you know, unfortunately, that is that is the world we live in. It yep. doesn't matter how right you are. It matters how well you can prove yeah. how right you are. And, you know, yeah, that's why I hesitate to call it the, I hesitate to call it the justice system. It's the legal system. Mm-hmm. Justice does not enter into it a lot of the time. Um, but, oh, well, I guess. Um, uh, do we have any other news? Not that I'm no, not really. No. No. All right. Well, should we talk about toy comics? Yeah. All right. Um, uh, Micronauts number four has a cover by Michael Golden and Joseph Rubenstein, and is written by Bill Mantlo in inked by. The. Penciled by Michael Golden, inked by Joseph Rubenstein, colored by Carl Gafford, lettered by John Costanza, and edited by Al Milgram. I apologize, I realized in my notes I didn't have down the penciler on this issue. Uh, Anyway, Karza's dog soldiers look for a resistance leader named Slug, as Ray and Steve, with Bug in tow, head to the Human Engineering Life Laboratories, or HELL, uh, with the debris of the Micron ships. The Endeavor limps back to the Coffin House, uh, looking for Bug, and Shaitan makes it to back to the microverse where Karza dissolves their alliance. The um, only thing about these books that's very um, toy toy line oriented, right, is we have to, even more than other comics, have to establish the state of play every single issue. And I understand that every issue might be your first, but like the in-depth how how deep this goes every issue is Mm -hmm. very so it's so much more that we end up getting less story than even usual so like just things things do happen they manage to yeah like you said they manage to limp back to uh their house and i like the part where shaitan gets uh outed um well and i think this is this is something that this is a bit of house cleaning in that it was really weird how quickly the acroyer turned on prince acroyer uh and now we know why like yeah because the fact that he's deposed is one thing but the fact that he has nobody of his race that he can rely on we now know why it's yeah. because Karza had basically brainwashed the entire uh, Acroyer race um, into believing Shaitan was rightfully in charge. Uh, he then he now rescinds that, and of course things go very poorly for Shaitan. Um, the there were some very interesting things um, that that happen in these books that I'm like, 
holy shit. Um, simply because they, they go so much darker than your average, uh, toy comic goes in these issues. Um, Mm -hmm. and we'll get into that here soon, but fuck man. Like, you know, the, the. It's one thing with Transformers because it's like, okay, you have two factions and they're at war. Um, and the toys had Autobots and Decepticons even before Marvel came along. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fact that Micronauts prior to this had no real lore. They had a loose collection of things, and it was just like, these are the Acroyer. You fight them. But, like, this goes fucking dark. Um, So, yeah. Uh, You know, there's a whole lot of... There's a whole lot in these issues of Acroyer being... I don't want to see it. I don't want to say self-destructive, um, but he really does throw himself directly at things. Um, even when everybody else is like, no, dude, you don't have to. Okay. He's, he's doing it. Um, <laughs> all right. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, so, uh, Micronauts number five is colored by D.R. Martin, lettered by Jim Novak. Um, the Microns make their way, uh, they leave the Coffin House, they leave the Endeavor there with Biotron while he, so he can repair it and make their way to Hell as Philip Prometheus gives Steve and Ray a tour. During the tour, Prometheus reveals that he nearly died and is mostly bionic now, and also kind of insane, and a fight ensues between him and Ray that results in their tumbling into the microverse. Uh, Meanwhile, Slug allows herself to be captured and processed, and Prince Argon, having been grafted to his horse, breaks loose and attacks Karza, but is recaptured. And this this is the kind of thing, like, the... The toy line, I was making a joke about this on Twitter, where the toy line is like, hey, the parts of these toys are interchangeable, so you can buy them and mix them and match them and make your own. And Mm -hmm. the comic is just like, in a microscopic universe, a tiny dictator rules over a planet wherein the poor are cannibalized to extend the lives of the rich. And you're just like, (laughs) fuck. (laughs) Okay. Well, uh, the toys are like, hey, the force commander is able to combine with his horse to make a fun centaur. That's fun, right? And the comic book over is over here just like Prince Argon following the bloody death of his parents is grafted to the remains of his dead horse in a... In, an, a terrible body horror moment and it's just like fuck man i'm i'm just trying to play with my toys um, 
But yeah, so Prince Argon is now part horse. <laughs> Why not? Um, the, the, the thing about it is, so Prince Argon here, um, all of, a lot of the toy, or a lot of the characters are based on various toys in the toy line. We've covered that. Um, Arcturus Ran is based on the space glider toy, I believe, from Micronauts. However, because they never call him that they still retain the rights to the character. In the case of Prince Argon, this is, uh, once he gets his armor later and becomes Force Commander, um, Force Commander is, there were two large Micronauts, which seems counterintuitive. Uh, one was Baron Karza and one was Force Commander. They're based on the same mold. It's why, uh, Argon's armor as Force Commander is similar, is a white version of Karza's. Yeah. Um, and why they're both part horse a lot of the time. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's just, like I said, it's um, it's really funny. Just like... Parents are just like, oh, here's the comic based on based on uh, that toy you really like, and then it's just body horror. Ah, <laughs> uh, Micronauts number seven is uh, colored by Carl Gafford. Uh, we learn more of Commander Rand's experiences and how how he wound up irrevocably bonded to Biotron. Uh, the Microns... Or, I'm sorry. I skipped an issue. Micronauts number six is colored by Roger Slifer and lettered by John Costanza. Steve and the Microns flee hell as it goes into lockdown and Biotron deals with a hungry cat. Uh, reunited, they make their way to the Coffin's cabin in the Everglades. Uh, tumbling through the Microverse, Ray is called away by a time tra traveler. Prometheus is found by Karza, and Karza's shadow priests begin to pursue their own agenda. Um, yeah, uh, we're slug, slug frees um, Argus, and right. they they set out to find the shadow priests. I think, right? Um, actually, no, that's the next issue, I believe. Okay. Uh. Yeah, um, at least it is according to my notes. But um, in this issue, I believe Slug is still in the body banks and she is due to be given over to Lady What's-Her-Face for her new body. So, yeah. Um, <coughs> I like how as they're fleeing in the Endeavor and uh, Steve's truck... Uh, they we cut to several like NASA security and uh, the Air Force. A couple of guys who were just like, you know what? No, not tonight. Yeah, I uh, I, I don't want to. I don't. Well, yeah. I, think I think we're gonna let the regular. This is this is a different Air Force base. Then he's like, let's let Patrick Air Force handle this. 
Okay, because yeah. this is these guys are Cape Canaveral uh, uh-huh. control, and uh, they had scrambled fighter jets for the blips that they saw earlier in the run, um, and they were just like, "I don't see what you're talking about," <laughs> and. Uh, so this time around, yeah, they're just like, nope, nope, not, uh-uh, no. The Air Force Base can deal with this. We are done. It is not our problem. Uh, so, yeah. But um, Karza, Karza here is, um, it's it's interesting because a probe finds Philip Prometheus floating in the void. Um it then reports back, but it doesn't report back straight to Karza. It reports to the Shadow Priests. The Shadow Priests then eventually report to Karza, and Karza is just like, hmm, I can use this to my advantage. So that leads us to Micronauts number seven now, uh, which has color by Carl Gafford. And uh, in the course of this, we find out more about Commander Ran and Biotron's experiences encountering the enigma force at the edge of the microverse um the microns fight man thing and there's a breakout at the body banks aid, aided by the shadow priests uh karza uses prometheus to travel through the prometheus pit to earth um and so yeah um <laughs> I just realized this is the issue where uh, Slug and Argus meet up with the uh, the Shadow Priest. And uh, I just realized she's riding him. Yeah. Which... <laughs> I don't know why that's funny. But to me, it's, it's, it, it's utilitarian. It would be much faster. But... Uh, but I, uh, I do... I feel like if I were Argon, I'd just be like, don't do that. Don't, don't do that. Get off of me. Don't don't do that. It's just like uh I mean almost like, you know, if I were if I were Rocket, I totally understand why he's like don't fucking pet me. Stop it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is this is very like don't ride don't ride me. Don't don't ride me. Not I've only you. I've only been a centaur <laughs> for like 5 minutes, but I feel like this is incredibly offensive. Um <laughs> don't, just don't do that. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> don't don't do that also yeah we fight man thing um and as bug should be dead mm-hmm. bug should be dead right at least three times now but by the uh, the he's terrified because it's man thing and uh man thing just engulfs his whole being <laughs> In his hand, on the ground, and just smoke and flame piles up between his fingers. And it's like, no, Bug is dead. That is that is a dead... Yeah. That is dead. Um, I, the, but, only, uh, the only explanation I can think of regarding that is that because Bug is a bug, you know... The exoskeleton yeah. maybe did it wouldn't have burned as quickly as say out and out flesh, uh, but right. still, like we need we need a little more than wow. Any longer, and I'd be toast. No, no, you don't get to no. 
you need to explain that. So, um, yeah. And then this is the weirdest ending of a man thing story from the man thing perspective, because he's like, you know, he's got all these tiny little beings that are running around terrified of him, which he should be, um, you know, drawn to them. That makes sense. Uh, and then Steve gets in the airboat and becomes courageous and determined, which is a different emotion that he's like, what is that? And charges straight into the airboat fan to try to get to it, which what? Okay. You know, normally, yeah. and then, you know, the man thing as, as a man thing story always ends, he just recorporeates somewhere else in the swamp because man thing, um, he is not a, yeah. So, uh, it's just weird. It's just a really weird man thing story. It is. Yeah. And it's, it's, it, it is made all the weirder since technically it's canon. So, yeah, you know, you can't just be like, well, no, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't can't, know. I can't just be like, you know what? Nope. I'm not going to do this. I don't have to. Yeah. No, technically this is all happening in the same area. All right. Yep. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. <coughs> so, so, yeah. Go ahead. What? No, I didn't have anything else. Okay. Uh, Micronauts number eight has a cover by Michael Golden and is inked by Bob McCloud and lettered by Diana Albers. Prince Argon and the Rebellion convene with the Shadow Priests and Argon dons the armor of Dallin Ran to become Force Commander. Uh, Steve and the Microns return to hell to find Karza holding off the security forces outside. Uh, they attack, but are battered by Karza until Ray, empowered by the Enigma Force to become Captain Universe, emerges from the pit to fight them. Ran pulls an end run around them as they fight to go back into the microverse via the pit and seal it, causing Karza to abandon Prometheus's body and uh, Ray and Steve are reunited. Um, we, in the course of these things, we find out the shadow priests pretend to serve Karza, but in actuality, they serve the Enigma force. Um, and that they, they basically have allowed Karza to believe that they serve him because biding their time allows them to do what they need to do. Um, Karza... <laughs> The thing that I really like about Karza is that through the course of this, there is no, there is no attempt, they're not trying to make him out to be some kind of grand chess master who is five steps ahead of everybody else. No. Karza here is purely reactive, but every time something comes up, he's still just like, yes, I, I knew that was going to happen. I knew 
I didn't know what form it would take, but I knew you were working against me secretly. And they're just like, did you? And he's like, yeah, totally. And also, I, uh, I, I left the bombardment of Spartak in order to come back to Homeworld, in order to draw out all of these re- rebels. <laughs> and that was the plan the whole time. I knew you would be attacking. And uh, I am in no way surprised to find you here. Um, yes. So, uh, fuck, what am I going to do? Oh, I mean, uh, my plan as it, as it stands is to... And it's just like, man, shut the fuck up. <coughs> you didn't know shit. Yeah. Uh, so I really... It's kind of fun to see... Karza scrambling <laughs> in a bunch of this shit to just be like, oh fuck, oh fuck, what are they doing? Okay. Uh, uh, <laughs> hit it hard. Hit it again. Yeah. Um, I mean, he kind of just relies on power. And like, I am the biggest dick in any room that I go in, so the rules are whatever I say they are. Well, um, and... If I need to feel like uh, I knew that this rebellion was going to happen and now I've drawn you out, that's why I did this, then, okay. But, because I can back that up by also being the biggest hammer in the room. To be fair, very few people ever went broke relying on power to get them through. <laughs> like, yep. So, whatever. But, uh, Micronauts number nine uh, is lettered by Joe Rosen. Uh, returning to the Microverse, the Microns are surrounded by the Acroyer fleet. Uh, they expect a fight, um, but instead, the Acroyer welcome them back with open arms. Uh, they're like, my prince, my prince, hooray, you know. Karza's uh, fleet then arrives, Um and begins destroying the Acroyer fleet and bar- bombarding the planet Spartak. Uh, and in a desperation move, Acroyer merges with the world mind. Um, and Ren is seemingly killed. So. I was going to say that I really like the Acroyer designs. Yeah. They're pretty cool yeah um and like cecilia which is you know clearly a courier's uh love interest um is uh also designed super cool Mm -hmm. like all their armor is neat um there's a message later on that i'm not sure about but um but like even Shaitan, when I think of Micronauts, I honestly, it's Shaitan and Macquarie. They're the first things that pop into my head. Yeah. Um, and the fact that they've got all these varying designs of the armor, it reminds me almost of uh, sort of the um, the little bit of lore we got from um, Mandalorian, where it's like your armor defines who you are, that kind of thing. But they don't go yeah. that deep here, but like. Um, it's, it's pretty cool. There is room for them to go that deep. And I think, yeah, because that was, 
that was kind of the where my mind went was the Mandalorians as well, where they have they have certain unifying design features, mm-hmm. but then that then you know allows for a large amount of customization on the part of the individual. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, it's either this issue or the next where we get a little bit of like what how the acroyer wound up being what they are um and it turns out that this is not the world they were originally indigenous to uh their world had been destroyed somehow and they were on traveling through space looking for a new one when they came across this world that is alive and allowed them to live there with the understanding that they would fight, um, that they would, they would, the world would fight on their behalf if they fought on its and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And so the Acroyer were not necessarily a warrior race beforehand, but became that way through just existing on this planet. Um, so then Micronauts number 10 is inked by Al Milgram and lettered by Diane Albers. Uh, a Croyer wields the world mind to defeat Kars's fleet. Um, however, <coughs> Marionette uh, is captured by Karza. Um, Bug appear, appears to have been killed in the battle. And uh, Karza... Karza's just like, things are under control here. I'm going to fuck off back to Homeworld with these two. You guys uh, let me know how it goes. <laughs> and it uh, it does not go well. Um, no, pretty much as soon as he leaves, uh, a courier as the world mind uses the planet itself to destroy his fl- the Karza's fleet. With the exception of some... A few ships that manage to are forced to land and then are routed by both right. the planet and uh, the uh, courier warriors uh, that are there. So well, and I what's uh, so they surrender and request mercy from the acroyer, and Cecilia is there and she says, "I give you the only mercy you deserve," and m- kills them. Yeah. Um, so don't fuck with the Acroyer. <laughs> uh, no. Do not. Um, I think this is when I started to get into this book a little more is because like stuff really starts happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, you know, back on Homeworld, we've got the rebellion and for full force, uh, with, the uh, the force commander and slug and all these other folks, like actually, kicking ass and taking over the body banks um and then all the accorder stuff is really cool uh and honestly it's the human characters that i'm just like i don't care like (laughs) Rand slams himself into a car's ship seemingly destroying himself which okay i was just like why did you do that um and then uh marionette goes after him gets herself captured on he seems to be ish okay 
Ran seems oh like he's fucked up, but he's not dead. And uh, then they fuck off with Karza, and I'm like, okay, cool. Get back to the cool fight. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And then they do, and I'm like, hell yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs>